This week, GTT PWM FAFA Chapter 11, Cooper Standard Guides to Negative EBITDA Amid Chip Shortages and Inflationary Pressures, Promesa Oversight Board Files Eighth Amended Plan of Adjustment. Hello and welcome to the Reorg Podcast, where we bring you the latest developments in high yield, distressed debt, and bankruptcy. I'm David Zupkis. Julian Bilan will be joining me for the week in review. We'll be taking a brief recess this week from our deep dive segment, but we'll be back next week with more in-depth content. It's Friday, November 5th. GTT Communications, a McLean, Virginia-based global provider of commercial network connectivity and internet services, along with various affiliates, filed for Chapter 11 protection on Sunday, October 31st in the Southern District of New York. The company began soliciting a votes on its prepackaged plan of reorganization on September 24th, and a voting tabulation filed October 31st shows that the two classes eligible to vote on the plan unanimously voted to accept it. The Chapter 11 filing was contemplated by a restructuring support agreement with holders of more than 84% in amount of the company's 2018 credit facility claims and more than 76% in amount of its senior notes claims. The RSA is also supported by certain of GTT's equity holders. The first aspect of the restructuring was the September 16th sale of the company's infrastructure division to I-squared Capital, the proceeds of which, according to the disclosure statement, were used to prepay approximately $1.67 billion in funded debt. The DS continues that, Additional infrastructure sale proceeds and the balance sheet deleveraging contemplated by the plan would reduce the company's approximately $2 billion of remaining funded debt to between $854 million and $929 million upon emergence, depending on the extent of any revolver draws. Under the plan, 2018 credit facility claims would receive 99.2% recoveries in the form of cash, take-back debt, and 88% of pre-dilution reorganized equity. Senior notes claims would receive the remaining 12% of pre-dilution reorganized equity, as well as the opportunity to participate in a $50 million rights offering. These equity allocations would be subject to dilution from a management incentive plan, as well as two classes of warrants to be issued to the notes claims and pre-petition equity holders. The company attributes the bankruptcy filing to difficulties arising in connection with the debtor's strategic pivot from an asset-light business model to one focused on developing its physical infrastructure, along with challenges related to the sale of certain hard assets, discovery of accounting issues, and certain financial reporting-based events of default. Judge Michael Wiles approved the GTT debtor's unopposed first-day relief at Wednesday's first-day hearing, including the proposed confirmation schedule for the debtor's prepackaged plan of reorganization, with minor scheduling modifications directed by the judge. A combined hearing on the plan and disclosure statement is scheduled to be held on December 15th, with objections due December 8th. The second day hearing is scheduled for November 30th at 10 a.m. Eastern. PWM Property Management, which owns a 44-story commercial office tower located at 245 Park Avenue, New York City, and a 50-story commercial office tower at 181 West Madison Street in Chicago, filed for Chapter 11 protection on Sunday, October 31st in the District of Delaware. Debtors report approximately $2.5 billion in assets and $2.2 billion in liabilities as of September 30th. The debtors assert that each of 245 Park Avenue and 181 West Madison is worth significantly more than the funded indebtedness that it secures. According to the first day declaration, in February, 245 Park Avenue was appraised for $2.05 billion, about $282 million more than its pre-petition funded debt, and 181 West Madison was appraised for $391 million, about $151 million more than its pre-petition funded debt. According to the first day filings, the company seeks to reject as soon as practicable the property management agreement for 245 Park Avenue and replace its current manager, SL Green Management Corp., which the debtors say has failed to identify new tenants, remedy billing errors, or take other steps necessary for 245 Park Avenue to succeed in the competitive Midtown Manhattan commercial real estate market. 
Because of the loss of Major League Baseball as a tenant, the debtors say they were obligated to find a replacement and that the failure to do so by October 31st would permit the debtor's secured creditors to take control of the debtor's cash. According to court filings, the debtors intend to replace SL Green with MB Real Estate Services, the current manager of the 181 West Madison property. The company attributes the bankruptcy fine to a challenging commercial real estate market engendered by the COVID-9 pandemic, resulting in vacancies and depressed rents and the purported failures by SLG. The debtors' charge first to hearing on Tuesday featured a class of dramatic narratives, with the debtors partially blaming their Chapter 11 findings in SL Green, the alleged conflicted property manager, 245 Park Avenue, and SL Green asserting the debtors filed their cases in bad faith while attempting to use SL Green as a scapegoat. This week, Reorg initiated coverage on Cooper Standard Automotive, a manufacturer of sealing, fuel and brake delivery, and fluid transfer systems to automotive original equipment manufacturers, or OEMs. The company has been negatively affected by the semiconductor shortage, which has resulted in significant production delays from key customers such as Ford Motor Company and General Motors, as well as a surge in the price of such commodities as rubber, steel, and aluminum and plastics. The company reported third-quarter earnings on Wednesday, including adjusted EBITDA of negative $33.9 million in the third quarter, down from positive $64.1 million in the prior year period. The company also decreased its full-year adjusted EBITDA forecast to a range of negative $25 million to negative $10 million. On an earnings call Thursday morning, CEO Jeff Edwards and CFO John Bannis described the challenging environment the company is facing. Edwards said the company is planning for the worst, but is optimistic that business conditions will improve when supply chain issues are resolved. He said Cooper Standard is taking aggressive actions to address the challenges imposed on the business and is targeting a recovery of more than $100 million from its customers which includes delaying or reducing price concessions to OEMs, indexing commodity prices, and seeking adjustments related to labor costs and OEM schedule changes. Edwards added that the company wants to address its $250 million in 13% senior secured notes due 2024 as the notes become callable in mid-2022, which Edwards noted could be accomplished, among other avenues, by tapping the company's undrawn revolver or through a partial redemption. On Wednesday evening, the Promessa Oversight Board filed its Eighth Amendment plan of adjustment in accordance to the deadline imposed by Judge Laura Taylor Swain at the November 1st pre-trial conference this week. The plan amends the prior version of the plan to conform with Act 53, which authorizes the issuance of the new general obligation bonds contemplated under the plan. The plan also removes any contemplated pension reductions related to the monthly benefit modification and other changes to the treatment of the active and retired employee retirement benefit claims pursuant to Act 53. Additionally, as noted by counsel at the pre-trial conference, certain other modifications have been made to reflect resolutions with plan objectors that do not impact the economics of the restructuring. During a Monday pre-trial hearing in the, in the Puerto Rico Title III cases, Judge Laura Swain presided over a number of evidentiary and discovery disputes in connection with the party's preparation for the confirmation trial on the Promessa Oversight Board's plan of adjustment. The judge also heard a handful of other matters, including the Oversight Board's proposal pertaining to the dissemination of information regarding Act 53 to retirees. Martin Bienstock of Proscara Rose for the Oversight Board said that while Act 53 has very clear express language that authorizes the new debt if the monthly benefit benefit reduction is stricken, the statute contains additional language that creates some uncertainty as to whether the law also includes pension freezes and cost of living adjustment in its mandate for zero pension cuts. If so, Bienenstock said that there's a risk that the debt authorization might not be triggered by a plan that maintains the freezes and eliminates COLAs, and that the validity of the debt could be therefore subject to future challenges. As a result, the Oversight Board requested that Judge Swain make specific terminations about the law at confirmation and would be disseminating specific notice disclosures to those parties affected, primarily retirees. Top Red Stories this week included House Judiciary Committee votes to send bill to restrict non-debtor releases and prohibit Texas two-step to full house, 
Morgan Stanley drops federal court sanctions threat against Moby. Honeywell seeks dismissal of narco asbestos trust litigation over evergreen funding obligations. Mallinckrodt confirmation hearing turns from valuation to voting issues as ad hoc Akthar group scuffles with UCC on witnesses. Now here's Jim from Houston with the week ahead. Well, good morning all and greetings from the Gulf Coast where it's a brutal 70 degrees. What's ahead this week? November 8th, confirmation hearing in Puerto Rico. Akthar admin claims hearing in Mallinckrodt and earnings from National Cinemedia and AMC. November 9th, earnings from Party City and ADT, and the confirmation in Puerto Rico continues. November 10th, and again with the PR confirmation, venue hearing in LTL management and earnings from Aircap and Pixis. November 11th, California Resources reports earnings, as does Azul. And November 12th, a DS hearing in Philippine Airlines and earnings from Spectrum Brands. And that's it for me. Back to New York. Thank you again for listening to this Rear Weekly Review. Find all our podcasts on the rear.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great weekend and see you next Friday.